July 11, 1735. Calculations suggest that on this date, Pluto moved inside the orbit of Neptune for the last time. But they promise to return if they're both still single in 248 years. Welcome to The Revisionists. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And joining us once again, uh, Steve Vanderplug. You know him. You love him. He's here. Hi. Hello. I'm back. Hello. Joining us also uh, in spirit, uh, Josh Hollis, who did our artwork, who we consistently forget to thank on air. Yeah. It's been four years, and uh, we've thanked him (laughs) twice, maybe? He died 10 years ago, this very day. Also joining us, H.H. Holmes. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, also joining us, uh, whoever wrote the royalty-free theme music we found <laughs> on an it's online somewhere music on the library. website. Yeah. I'll go ahead and take credit for that one, too. Okay, cool. Uh, Steve Vanderplug, author of our theme music. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard the podcast before, Steve, but our theme music is very racist, so that's a weird... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it is it is not as instrumental there is no backmasking whatsoever <laughs> we had to cut all the racist lyrics we liked the beat I, you didn't have to <laughs> <laughs> Steve came back with this song and he was like what do you think and we're like uh, the bridge is good <laughs> I guess we can't play this in Belarus <laughs> listeners if you're if you're new to the show uh, you uh, may be rewinding to check out that theme music one more time. Uh, but also what we do each episode is we take a topic from history. One person presents the official man-sanctioned, uh, USDA-approved, OSHA-inspected version of events. And another person comes up with a Texas uh, school history textbook alternate version of history. The winner becomes the truth going forward. We're called the revisionists. Like, yes, I said that. Okay, just trying to remember. <laughs> if you're too busy focused on the theme music and not the title of the podcast. Yeah, I'm really trying to go over it in my head and be like, oh. <laughs> Here's the thing is, the outro music is from like, like a Bulgarian punk band. It might be. That's why I cut it out before any words come in. <laughs> um, that's that's the problem with searching for music just on fucking Creative Commons. Anyway, we are in the middle of our medical history, near the beginning, series. one might say. We've only had one episode so far. Yeah, that 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 true. Fair enough. That one episode though was was a big one. Typhoid Mary. Yeah, we uh, we're recording this a little earlier than usual. Hence why I am all over the place. I'm not in my usual mental zone where I'm super prepared for episodes and like mentally and emotionally ready. That's uh, me all the time. Yeah. I'm all the time, so. <laughs> that's, the thing, that's the thing about improv comedy. If something doesn't work, you could always go to the audience and just go like, sorry, I'm just not in the right place right now for this. <laughs> yeah. This is also the annual... Every year, the podcast has a season where every episode is marked by heat fever, and we have entered that phase. Boy, howdy, have we. I was debating whether or not it was like I could get away with not wearing pants while recording. Uh, I would say yes. And, well, Jen Jen talked me into it. Um, 
but because she just doesn't like to see more of you than necessary. <laughs> yeah. I don't have. Um, I just yeah, no. She actually food. maybe put on a full snowsuit. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't shower for this podcast. I'm sorry if I smell bad. <laughs> this is no. I I showered yesterday. Okay, we're good. We're good. <laughs> just checking in. This is the hygiene check portion of the show. We've gotten to the point in quarantine where, like, showers have become increasingly irregular. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've definitely added one day on to my usual rotation. Yeah. Like, my girlfriend's been, like, recently, every so often, like, isn't that the same shirt you wore yesterday? And I'm like, man, it does not matter. (laughs) (laughs) You think the fucking cat gives a shit? It's got litter, like, caught in its fur all over its body. It is not... We're good. Yeah, no, the cats are definitely picking up on our vibes. Yeah. Um, Well, this episode, we're talking about uh, dancing sickness. Zach, you're doing the actual history. Uh, Yep. And then, Steve, you're doing the alternate. Yeah, get ready for a lot of disturbed quotes. <laughs> oh, you know, the most danceable of new oh, metal. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of a dancing mania at uh, like a mid-2000s indie rock show. <laughs> because then you would really know something was wrong if those kids were actually dancing. It's like, oh no, transatlanticism is playing, everyone. You're supposed to awkwardly shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> Why are so many people dancing to I will follow you into the dark? <laughs> oh, sad dancing, you know? <laughs> it's the only kind I do, baby. All right, Zach, if you're all ready, why don't you rev on up and take us away? Dancing Mania, also known as the Dancing Plague, Choreomania, not a, which sounds a lot like a modern like health trend, but. It is not. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, like, the two Corys related thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Also called St. John's Dance and St. Vitus's Dance. Uh, It was a social phenomenon that occurred mostly in Europe. Uh, It started, the first known outbreak was somewhere around the 7th century, but it reoccurred a number of times up through the 17th century, had a good thousand year run before it kind of ended all of a sudden. That we know of so far. That we know of. That's true. There could still be some dancing dancing queens out there. Um, Abba. Abba, for instance. (laughs) Uh, You watch those Mamma Mia movies, you're going to get some dancing mania, I'll tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a plug from our sponsor, Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again in theaters now. Uh, if you set up a theater in your backyard and play it like we once did, it is in theaters now. Hell yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, the one of the earliest known occurrences was around the 1020s in uh, Burnboro. Uh, 18 peasants began singing and dancing around a church and disrupted a Christmas Eve service. Um, <laughs> I don't know if the peasants weren't invited to the Christmas Eve service. Like, maybe this is just a Grinch situation where, like, the riches <laughs> inside the church were like, why are they dancing? They have no boxes or bags. But, <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say, like, the peasants were the, the Grinches in that situation. No, they're the Who's, and the riches okay. inside the church are the Grinch, who have stolen everything from the peasants. (laughs) It'd be weird and kind of classist of us to be like, "Mm, peasants are Grinches. 
Yeah. They did it like the Grinch did it the hard way where he did like breaking and entering and these riches did it the, <laughs> the way where you just form a government that saves, serves your own interest. <laughs> <laughs> but outbreaks continued uh, in the 13th century. Um, there was one in 1237 uh, in which a large group of children uh, traveled from Urfruit, which sounds like a summon from a Final Fantasy game, to Arstat, <laughs> um, which is about a 12-mile journey. Uh, they were jumping and dancing the entire way. Clearly, children would not do such a thing normally, and it had to be some kind of mania. Kids <laughs> are sick. Yeah. Uh, had some similarities to the Pied Piper legend uh, that was noted mm. at the time uh, from around the same era. There was another incident in 1278 uh, where about 200 people dancing on a bridge uh, resulted in it collapsing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that sounds like a fun party. <laughs> I mean, uh, mostly. Green sign, I mean, no dancing on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Now, granted... The next sentence starts, many of the survivors. So maybe the party did take a bad turn. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> uh, the survivors mostly returned to full health uh, and uh, were treated at a chapel donated to St. Vitus. And he's tied majorly to this mania. And uh, we'll get to him in a minute. There was also a major outbreak uh, between 1373 and 1374, which included, which with incidents reported in England, Germany, and the Netherlands. And just to give some context, this is a disease where people would, a mania or a disease or something, where people would dance endlessly for hours or sometimes days, often until they like fell over in exhaustion. And mm -hmm. some of them apparently went into like some kind of, they, they were in pure ecstasy, possibly on pure ecstasy also. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just, a, a, and the reasons for them dancing, they seem to be almost be in a trance, unresponsive to a lot of like outside influences and inputs. Uh, we'll get into more some of the symptoms in a bit. On the 24th of June in 1374, uh, one of the biggest outbreaks began in an area that would eventually, in uh, what is now Germany, and spread to numerous places like Flanders, Metz, Utrecht, all these old ass names, uh, Luxembourg. Further episodes uh, happened over the next, over the end of the 1300s um, and into the 1400s, uh, often hitting uh, Strasbourg, had at least three incidents. The largest one was in the 1500s, which we're getting to shortly. Mm -hmm. uh, 1428, there was a monk who danced to death. And in the same, uh, the same year, there was another outbreak in Zurich. So the I, biggest one, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think in 114 episodes, this is the first time we've ever mentioned Luxembourg. So congratulations. You're uh, on the board, Luxembourg. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of babies named revisionists in nine months in Luxembourg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oddly, our biggest fan base is Luxembourg. <laughs> just, that they've just been waiting. Mark? 11th, 2021. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the the outbreak, the largest outbreak in the 1500s in uh, Strasbourg um, uh, was allegedly started by a woman named Frau Trophia. Frau just means like mm -hmm. woman or lady in German. So I'm assuming yeah. that is her name was just Trophia. 
and they called her Frau. Uh, the amount of people who joined varies. Uh, it was somewhere between 50 and 400 over a period of several days um, <laughs> to weeks. Um, some sources claim that about 15 people per day uh, literally danced until they dropped dead of exhaustion. Um, however, uh, the, the, the actual contemporary accounts from Strasbourg at the time do not actually mention fatalities, so this may have been embellishment on the actual story. We do know what happened, the number of people, the actual person who started it, and the number of fatalities is unconfirmed. Mm. Um, Coronavirus, wink, wink. (laughs) Okay, that's not. (laughs) Famously, the leader of Strasbourg at the time said, we don't want to do dancing mania tests. (laughs) We don't. If we you don't can't test for dancing, their shoes, that's against my liberties. Yeah, uh, yeah. This was yeah. Obviously, people said not being able to dance was against their liberty. It's a tie-in between current events with masks and the preacher in Footloose. <laughs> so the main source for this account, this big uh, outbreak at Strasbourg. Uh, comes from John Waller, who uh, was not a contemporary at the time, but wrote several articles about it and later a book called A Time to Dance, A Time to Die. The extraordinary <laughs> story James of the Bond dancing adventure. too. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Bond, I think 28 tentatively. That's the title. <laughs> that's definitely, a, that sounds more like a Dalton Bond to me. Yeah. Well, the next one is called No Time to Die, which uh, oh, yeah, is close. True. <laughs> no Time to Dance, No Time to Die. Yeah. <laughs> some, some of those titles do sound like they're just like Facebook t-shirts that you would see in a targeted ad. Yeah. I mean, it also sounds like the lyrics to a bird song, so. A <laughs> time to dance, a time to die. <laughs> So basically, Waller confirms that a lot of the deaths came from retellings and the identity of the initial dancer is vague. A lot of the details are vague, but this guy got a whole book out of it. So good for him. Um, (laughs) Also, like the initial dancer has a real grassy knoll vibe to it. to me. Yeah, Uh, I think Frau Truffaut was innocent. There was another initial dancer. There were two dancers. Yeah, two dancers. <laughs> yep. Ted Cruz's father. And I believe that uh, temporary accounts say that uh, in the dark, there was another dancer, possibly Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, St. Vitus was associated with this. He had a chapel. Like There were some people who would make pilgrimage to his chapel uh, in, who oh boy, Drufelhausen? <laughs> um, and when they arrived would dance all day and night until they collapsed in ecstasy. Uh, some did this for years or even decades annually. Um, and part of the reason is because St. Vitus was a martyr who died, uh, during the Roman persecution of Christians, but he is the patron saint of actors, comedians, Hey. Oh. <laughs> we have a saint i had no saint, idea saint, yeah. Vitus, saint of actors comedians dancers and epileptics uh, <laughs> real europe's got talent <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah i think i think kevin bennett is gonna sacrifice a bunch of drink <laughs> tickets to him <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck that dude nobody's, anyway. 
yeah, that guy sucks. Nobody's dancing to the same accordion. <laughs> play. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it seems like the dancing outbreaks generally occurred in times of unusual hardship, which seems like all of the times in those centuries, but sure. Um, <laughs> and, you know, uh, people would dance for weeks, days, even there were like outbreaks that lasted for months. Um, whether the dancing was spontaneous or organized is also heavily debated. Um, some people think that it was like uh, religious communities that were forbidden from like uh, outwardly practicing their beliefs uh, at the mm-hmm. time. So they would disguise them as these weird dancing outbreaks, but it was actually some kind of some religious ceremony. Like oh, most- like, uh, like speaking in tongues, I guess. Yeah. Like, like, you just you lose control. And yeah, or, or, or like wait, touching uh, snakes. Uh, or sure. snakes. That's, that's the more accurate <laughs> term. Or like when you're at a mall and they have those spontaneous dancers that just like annoy everybody. <laughs> Flash mob. I want to go yeah. back to the uh, touching snakes thing that Brian just... <laughs> I think Brian was just trying to gloss right over that, but uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was. You caught on to that. <laughs> Touching snakes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be way more my like. If I had to like deal with snakes in church, that'd definitely be my thing. I'm just like, well, I touched it. We're all good. Thanks, Touch. Jesus. Um. So Robert Bartholomew, who uh, researched this uh, this epidemic. Uh, said that in many cases, the participants often didn't even reside where the dancing outbreaks occurred. Sometimes people would travel from place to place and others would join them along the way. So, so it was a, a fish little, concert. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was burning, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, would, uh, they brought their own customs and behavior. They often wore strange, colorful attire and held wooden sticks. Were the sticks hollowed out and used to smoke weed? We'll never know. Um, I mean, that sounds great, but also, like, I'm sold on these people no matter what. I don't care if they're not hollowed out. Wooden sticks, that rules. (laughs) Steve, probably on the pro-wooden stick side. Very very much so. You can kill a vampire. You can walk. What do you need? What else do you need? (laughs) You can do your Gandalf cosplay. Yeah. It doesn't need a purpose. Maybe... The stick's purpose is to exist, and that's it. Wow, that's philosophical, man. Self-actualizing, baby. Uh, yeah, what is the purpose of a stick, man, when you really think about it? <laughs> is it to smoke Halloween? I don't know. If a stick uh, is still a stick in the woods and there's nobody around to call it a stick, is it still a stick? <laughs> man, if I replace my stick splinter by splinter, is it still the same stick at the end? Who knows? <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Could God create a stick so heavy he couldn't lift it? <laughs> Would you consider like a redwood tree a stick? <laughs> yeah, I or mean, I guess. It could be a stick. Yeah, I mean, really, it is just a big stick. It's a giant yeah. stick. Well, I think we've uncovered the truth here today. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert, Robert Marks, while studying <laughs> hypnotism... Uh, he also notes that sometimes people would decorate their hair with garlands in these groups. But not all outbreaks involved roving bands of foreigners. Uh, <laughs> and not all were particularly calm. Um, 
in some occasions, people would parade around naked. They would make obscene gestures. In some cases, they just had, you know, public sex, acted like animals, or jumped and leaped about. Um, I get a real midsummer vibe going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> people would dance until they broke their ribs and died of exhaustion and things like that. They would scream and laugh and cry and sing. Observers of the mania were sometimes treated violently if they refused to join in. <laughs> so they were like cops? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah fucking dance, please. Uh, in, some, in some cases, it was recorded that the dancers had odd reactions to the color red either reacting violently to it or not being able to apparently perceive it at all. I don't know how they tested that. There are also other weird things. Bartholomew, the researcher I noted before, has claimed that in some cases, dancers could not stand pointed shoes, which is weird. I don't... <laughs> and enjoyed their feet being hit. So it's possible these were all <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> his forefathers. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and they they were they would have hallucinations they would hyperventilate they would have epileptic fits and visions uh and most people just fell on the ground exhausted at the end though it was seemingly contagious the groups were usually small often just families or individuals as for uh the treatments they just kind of guessed sometimes they played <laughs> music for them to see if like i don't know yeah that'll <laughs> slow them down yeah. Oh, fuck, put on the carpenters. <laughs> yeah. Dancing crazies need something, so let's try music. <laughs> but they also cute. tried... You know, the one accordion song that I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also tried exorcisms and praying and quarantines, all that religious shit. They didn't know about medicine, so who gives yeah. a fuck? <laughs> um... Obviously, I mentioned St. Vitus. He was often blamed. John the Baptist was sometimes said to be the originator for some reason. But also, demons or Satan could also have been uh, a cause. So they're really just like, (laughs) they were covering all their bases there. Yeah, whoever it is, it's somebody. Um, (laughs) One of the things that uh, was sometimes suggested as an explanation was ergotism. Ergot was a, not to be confused with uh, egot, Ergot. (laughs) (laughs) Ergotcha. It's a mold that would uh, sometimes grow on on yeast and bread in like particularly damp situations that had a similar structure. (laughs) This is a particularly damp situation. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But it had a similar cellular structure to LSD. So it's possible that people can imbibing this bread could have had like erratic behavior and hallucinations, but it's probably not, it probably wouldn't have been the case that I all reacted the same and it wouldn't have lasted as long as it did. So it seems mm-hmm. unlikely that was the cause. Um, well, there, it's also, I think we discussed this on like, I think it was like episode six or seven. That was the Salem witch trials episode where that was also posited as a reason for some of like the unexplained right. like fits people had. Exactly. Yeah. That, that also came up in the Salem witch trials. Yeah, it was, it was related. But uh, aside from the idea that they were staged or there was a cult or a fish 
or someone following fish around. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just like a fish. We yeah. got one. Finally. <laughs> um, but uh, some people said that th- there's a, there's something called uh Sydenham's chorea, which is a indication of rheumatic fever that can cause like erratic body movements. But the degree to which it occurs is probably too minor for the degree and length of dancing that was seen in these dancing manias. Mm-hmm. Most likely, most people think it was probably mass hysteria brought on by exceedingly stressful times. Yeah. People just collectively kind of went crazy because shit was bad at the time. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's uh, pretty reasonable. That's probably, <laughs> probably the one there. Yeah. Uh, finally, there's a related phenomenon that's mostly isolated to Italy called uh, Tarantism, which is uh, when people would do a specific dance because they believed it cured bites from scorpions or tarantulas, hence the Tarant. Okay. Uh, again, Tarantino relationship, but these people, as far <laughs> as I know, had no feet thing going on. <laughs> and Tarantino tarantulas have an eight feet thing going on. So Yeah. Ironically, they do say the N-word when they shouldn't. So. Yeah. <laughs> and when they shouldn't is ever, all the yeah. time. Yeah, I got, I got, guess what, folks? If you are a white dude and you're cast in a Spike Lee movie, you hit your big break because that's the one time you're allowed to say it. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, because people believe this cured bites, they would become hysteric. Uh, Some people feared the poisoning could spread, so there would be, like, dancing outbreaks. Uh, And the dance, the Tarantella, actually evolved from Tarantism. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but those are more, that's more or less the history of dancing fever, a thing that is weird and doesn't have a lot of answers. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Oh, boy, do we have answers, though. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, whenever you're ready with the alternate, Zach, thank you. Of course. I mean, it is, that's so, it's super interesting. I, I love stuff that like can't be solved with science because they just didn't get it back then. It like got now. a real Scully and Mulder vibe going on right now. <laughs> the truth is out there and I'm about <laughs> to tell it to you. But <laughs> We're also it, sort of like a dog at Reyes, depending on how hot we are in the episode. <laughs> I think that's cool that you guys are doing the disease stuff right now because of everything going on. Like, I feel like no matter what topic it is, there's going to be like something that kind of relates to what's mm-hmm. going on. Uh, yeah. It's some wild stuff. But the answer is, in all honesty, uh, that reincarnation exists, right? We all know that. Uh-huh. Sure. Sure. Throughout time and history and evolution, things can be reincarnated. And a lot of people think that it's just like a, a, a being's soul their their spirit right like sure you might not always be a human you might sometimes be an animal like a duck mm-hmm. that's the example i thought of on the top of my head but mm-hmm. it's not just necessarily like spirits you know what? kudos to you a duck is an animal, duck is an animal. <laughs> if your example was like a sink or fog i would have been like steve you blew it well fog hey no i could argue fog right sometimes it's water and sometimes it's air that's not animals though that's not (laughs) water can reincarnate okay so anyway fine yeah i basically what i'm saying is that uh uh music also reincarnates itself like you know uh, it's similar mm. to 
Uh, like everybody that sued Britney Spears for like stealing music or any of those bands that like have, you know, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers doing a Tom Petty song or whatever, you know, Vanilla Ice and Queen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, they were like do 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 do, and we were like do 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 do. So there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same song, uh, but so music has always kind of reincarnated itself. So I. I know for a fact that back when all this started in the, the year, what was it, 1082 that this began, um, mm-hmm. there there were a few people that heard uh, Soldier Boy. It was, <laughs> it was made on like, pan flutes and uh, other musical instruments that aren't the best, but uh, they, they had the dance. They had the exact same dance back then. And... Mm. You know, Superman, that hoe, they didn't understand what those words meant, but boy, did they believe them. <laughs> and so I mean, just, they were mostly illiterate at the time. So really, they didn't understand a lot of what made up their society. Yeah. Well, I mean, even to this day, if somebody's like, Soldier Boy, tell them, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't have an answer. <laughs> and so basically, with time, uh, that song just kind of kept reinventing itself, and it came out in other forms. They had a a, a harmonica like instrument uh, in the in the 1200s for that outbreak, um, mm-hmm. and they learned how to play a song that uh, I guess buh, 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 and it was basically the Macarena, and they had that. Dance. Oh, I thought you were going to go with Pretty Boy Swag. <laughs> no, no, the soldier. I mean. Yeah, Soldier Boy was Superman the Ho was a big hit back then. And then next came the Macarena, essentially. (laughs) I don't know if you guys know what translates in uh, from what, well, Macarena translates from Spanish to English, but it's actually dancing fever is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I shouldn't have taken French. Yeah, Yeah, a Macarena. Uh, is I'm not feeling well. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd see the hands, the hands things. Like somebody would do the hand thing in the street and they'd start flipping the hands. And then people are like, that is the coolest thing I have ever seen. Like, I might be living in horrible times, but I've never seen somebody do that with their hands. That's awesome. <laughs> people would just kind of join in. You've never, like, you know, when you've seen the Macarena, nobody's doing it by themselves, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. That's, that's, that's illness for sure. <laughs> but when you get a group of people, you all feel safer. Uh, I mean, I so like the chicken idea. dance, really. I, yeah, I mean, the, the chicken dance has been around, honestly, since BC, you know. <laughs> but, well, since, probably since we domesticated chickens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> Uh, listen, I am a, a, a music history buff, and I know the chicken, <laughs> dance. The, the chicken dance actually is the reason why Eve bu- bought it, bit into that apple. Uh, <laughs> she, she bought that apple. She, she purchased an apple for sale. Hello, one apple, please. <laughs> yeah, at the Apple Store. The Apple Store, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it gave her intelligence, and that's why they call it the Genius Bar. <laughs> and that's why it's a sin to go there. <laughs> I have to go there soon. That's why God smote Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> he took our jobs. <laughs> God, 
So basically, any incident, any kind of song you know where like you see people dancing to it and it's a large group and you think to yourself, all these people can't possibly be doing a dance that stupid on purpose. <laughs> like, for instance, perhaps the latest incident of this would be uh, the High Hopes dance at uh, the for events. Surely yeah. that was some kind of fever and not intentionally what they were doing. I haven't seen that video, but I know what I'm going to be looking up as soon as this podcast is over. <laughs> uh, that's great. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, I think most of the Pete Buttigieg's campaign can be described as a mass hysteria or delusion <laughs> situation. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. The uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll just, you know, the, those songs catch on. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, the uh, Electric Boogie. What's that song called? The, one the Electric that people... Slide? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, Listen, that... I will stand up for the Electric Slide. <laughs> I will. We'll stand up for it in terms of like stand up and not do the dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'll stand and watch other people do it and be like, this isn't, this isn't, this could be worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the real, the real answer of what actually happened was actually indeed ecstasy, and it's been around for a long time. Uh, yeah, people were selling it back then. People were making it uh, at home, and and they didn't know how to pace themselves. They would do it for days on end because <laughs> it was yeah. their only food well yeah, it, it used to the... be it used to be more potent back then like you know how like weed has gotten more potent yeah mdma the the chemical and and ecstasy or or molly has actually gotten much less potent so like mdma mass dancing <laughs> mania association yeah yeah <laughs> they're right they're a law firm that's been around for a thousand. <laughs> Mostly personal injury, yeah. Heard yeah, yourself dancing. Uh, yeah, so I mean, drugs and uh, and mediocre music is all it ever was. Uh, <laughs> long story short, the the thing is, it just keeps you know with reincarnation, the Macarena really has invented itself over and over again. Uh, recently, the, the Macarena can be reheard. If you actually play uh, Baby Shark backwards, it's the Macarena. It's what <laughs> the Macarena. Sure. Uh, uh, who let the dogs out? The Macarena did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whenever the hustle plays, the Macarena is there. Whenever <laughs> Shout comes on at a wedding, the Macarena is there. <laughs> Real Tom yeah. Jode. <laughs> uh, what's that one that kids do now? The, the Ron Johnson one, maybe? Uh, Uptown that, Funk? No, actually, that album is good. But it's because I have never heard an album not influenced by the Macarena, and that's the only one. <laughs> oh, like like flossing? Is that what you're talking about? I am 32 years old. I don't know <laughs> any, yeah, any popular teen dances. Boy, yeah. What have we been doing during quarantine? Not learning enough about the young generations. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids that are going to be voting in this election, we know nothing about. They could. <laughs> we don't know how they move. We don't know. <laughs> I read recently that Fortnite is over. They're done with Fortnite. They, I don't know what the next thing is. I'll mm. tell you what it is. It's voting. I can't. I can't fully explain all the details of the past because of what's going on. But I do believe I can also predict the future. And that Kanye will win the presidency because he will re-release a version of the Macarena and <laughs> sure. cause mass hysteria in the streets. 
man, if he did that in like 2011, that would have been <laughs> But did, did he not? My beautiful yeah. dark twisted fantasy? <laughs> Come on. That's yeah, <laughs> the fucking the Get fucking the having Nikki rabbit over the Macarena just on that one verse. Just hey Macarena, can you do the Macarena? That's all it is. <laughs> I think we broke Brian I don't know why that got me but it did (laughs) Uh, sounded so much like Jay-Z's verse on that same song (laughs) Uh, well you know it's all inspired from the same thing Um, yeah unfortunately uh, a lot of people they'll tell you that they just danced until they collapsed but really what it was is that uh, MDMA creates, it makes your body dry up real quick. So it creates uh, your brain. It, in your brain, you're created, uh, sorry, not using scientific terms. <laughs> your brain is, <laughs> I haven't talked to anybody in three months. Yeah. Your brain is forced to, to make your body believe that it needs water, even though it doesn't. So you drink way too much water and those people didn't die from dancing until they collapsed. They drank too much water and it was not properly sanitized. Oh yeah, no, the water, the water then was fucked up. Yeah, yeah. it was real. You know, is people compare it to Flint, Michigan's water currently? Oh, <laughs> I was going to say Dasani because that's some trash water. <laughs> is Dasani not made from Flint, Michigan's water? <laughs> no, that's Aquafina. <laughs> now with 10% more lead. Okay. <laughs> Our sponsor, Evian. <laughs> uh, yeah, they just, you know, they drank gross water and then they, they got sick. But really, there, there was nothing really wrong with them. They, the, the churches were like, these people are dancing, what do we do? And it was like Falouse where they didn't want people dancing. But mm-hmm. dancers are going to dance, you know? Dancers are going to dance. Hashtag dancers gonna dance. Hashtag dancing with the disease. <laughs> Is this a new like social movement about COVID? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, New Jersey's new slogan. Hey, uh, can we get can we get Gal Gadot to do a stupid ass dance? Hashtag dancing with the disease. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna be honest. I would. Just, Take the uh, the dancing fever over COVID. Oh, more yeah. entertaining. One hundred percent. I don't feel like there's a reason that you could still social gathering during the dancing. Yeah, it's fever. all like social gathering. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. It literally is just they still have concerts. We don't get those anymore. <laughs> Finally, people can go see Beirut. <laughs> <laughs> Were I don't know L- why that was the first fucking band that came to my mind. A band I've never listened to. You've never listened to Beirut? I don't think so. You would love them. Not knowingly, anyway. Yeah, you would. I know you. You would love them. Yeah, that's probably true. You know who else loved them? Uh, nobody, because they didn't <laughs> have the Macarena. They all that. And nobody, like nobody, knows what happened. Who sang the Macarena? Do we it's, know? I don't think anybody did. I think it just appeared one day. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> how this all started. Yes. Uh, it just appears throughout history in different forms. Uh, to yeah, like uh, 
It's like, have you seen Pontypool? Anybody here see Pontypool? <laughs> yep, I've seen Pontypool. It's like a Pontypool thing. <laughs> if you haven't seen Pontypool, watch Pontypool and you'll get my Pontypool reference. Okay. Yep. I will watch it as soon as I finish watching Pete Buttigieg's Judges Dance. Los Del Rio sang the Macarena. It took Los me a little Del longer Rio? because I made sure to go on incognito mode before I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want those Macarena targeted ads. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like the year 1994? Check out this shirt. <laughs> Is it just a shirt that says 1994 on it? <laughs> 1994 was the best year is probably what it says. It said one year till Oklahoma City. <laughs> Yeah. 1994, it's a Brian Flynn thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Waco's going on. <laughs> hey, we got Schindler's List, I think. No, that might have been 93. We've, we've had <laughs> Jurassic Park for a whole year. Shawshank Schindler- Redemption, Pulp Fiction. Actually, mm-hmm. it was a pretty good year for movies. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them got beat by Forrest Gump. <laughs> Schindler's List, uh, uh, in an alternate reality, is actually uh, the top five reincarnated songs. Okay. (laughs) It's a much happier story, uh, mostly because it includes nothing but the Macarena. Yeah, because in an alternate reality where none of the thing... Yeah, (laughs) anyway. Yeah, it's it's a series of nonsense words in an alternate reality. (laughs) (laughs) It's Trolls World Tour in the alternate... It's just uh, that Fat Boy Slim video, but it's uh, Liam Neeson <laughs> <laughs> and Ray Fiennes. Yeah, this is definitely a better, a better history. I'm going to go ahead and call it for me on this one. <laughs> I feel much better about the alternate history than the actual one. I, uh, they just had Molly. Good for them. They, they loved it. Wait, so are ecstasy and Molly the same thing? Mostly. They're pretty close. I believe okay. I believe the ecstasy is Molly combined usually with uh, like an amphetamine. Yeah. A meth amphetamine. Yeah, okay. Okay. But so I, Molly's like a purer form. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of them, I can't remember which one, but one of them is like mixed with uh, some kind of upper or something like that. Okay. I think I think I think meth is mixed with or meth. Sorry. Uh, just thinking about how much meth I'm going to do as soon as this podcast. <laughs> yeah, Sunday. Sunday, hey, Sunday. It's quarantine. We all have to find new hobbies. <laughs> I think ecstasy, can be, uh, ecstasy is MDMA combined with like anything else, any other kind of drug, whether okay. it's enough. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's right. I'm really sure. Listeners, if you're on ecstasy right now, write in at revisionistpodcast at gmail.com. If you're on ecstasy right now, you should be listening to the Macarena. (laughs) Stop trying to hug the podcast. You truly can't think of a worse thing to do than go on ecstasy and listen to this. (laughs) What a fucking waste, man. What a waste of ecstasy. (laughs) Now, I'm not... I'm not going to disagree with that, but I also would argue that ecstasy would make this podcast better. Not saying that it's bad, <laughs> it would make it better. <laughs> yeah, it really makes you feel the depressing parts of history. <laughs> uh, hey, this one's pretty fun. Yeah, this one. This was a fun one. This we is, had to put some fun yeah. ones in the <laughs> medical history and plagues section. What kind of blows my mind about it though is like, like. I, I'm not a person that likes to dance, mm-hmm. but people really do. And I feel like it is contagious for people that like to dance. Like, yeah. 
at a concert or a nightclub, like if it's one person dancing, it's then another one comes in and then you have a whole group of people. Because there's definitely like the social pressure of like, oh God, one person is dancing and they're not going to stop. I feel like I have to join in so they don't slowly lose their mind. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. There's also, I don't know. People just love dancing. You know, I, I went to prom and homecoming. Guess what I didn't do there? Dance. (laughs) I sat in a corner with other dudes just hanging out. (laughs) Like that's. (laughs) But like dressed fancy. Yeah. For some reason. Like I am right now. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, if there was a plague that made people like dress real nice, that'd be way, I would try to get that. I'd be licking everything, baby. (laughs) Uh. God, anyway, um, before we move on to judgment, listeners, we ask that, uh, hey, if you have questions or if you have comments, if you're on ecstasy, if you're off ecstasy. Yeah, if you're sober, if you've you've overcome the monkey on your back. (laughs) Uh, You can write us at that email address, revisionistpodcast at gmail.com, or via our website, revisionistpodcast.com, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Um, You can also review the show, uh, which helps put more butts in the seats. Um, Particularly written reviews on iTunes. Yes, also, we haven't mentioned this in a while because just the pandemic. But if you want to support the show by donating on our Patreon page, you could totally do that. Um, no pressure, though. Except um, a little bit. Uh, I mean, you should. I'm the uh, guest. I can put pressure on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, be be good cop to our bad cop. Well, that's not <laughs> that doesn't exist. I mean, um, all cop. I mean, we have a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but a good time. cop, bad cop or both actually just bad cops? Yeah. yeah. What we need to do is play bad cop, somebody who is not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bad cop Italian chef. I think yeah. that's... <laughs> uh, real quick. I don't know uh what you guys are thinking, but I just want to point this out. This is it. Okay, that's all of the Macarena we're allowed to play. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a copyright thing. It's a Geneva convention. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to infect our audience. <laughs> yeah, that based on the alternate history, that would be like biological warfare. <laughs> uh, got him. I don't know if anyone has anything to plug, uh, given that there is no comedy happening. I'm doing some live parking lot yeah. shows, some socially distanced outdoor shows. I, the, the thing with the outdoor shows right now is that I really only trust myself to do it right. So Rotating Tap, also a podcast, also live comedy shows. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Anything on Rotating Tap, we got it. So comedy about, be, comedy about beer specifically. We should have a history of beer with you guys. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. That'd be uh, awesome. Anyway. Well, that's the future, you know? It'll yeah, still be great at times. And then. <laughs> uh, I have revived a podcast of mine from 10 years hence that I did right after I graduated college with my friend uh, Russell Carlson, my friends Russell Carlson and Chris Boroff. Uh, we read slightly revamped it. It is called The Movie Trap. It is a movie podcast where we are we have three uh, movies around a theme and at the end we uh we kind of vote on who had the best submission in that theme and that person gets to pick the next theme 
what's going on now. Pretty soon we're going to have our first interview with a somewhat famous person, uh, the guy who wrote the Stanford Prison Experiment movie. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, Chris uh, used to work uh, as the sound editor on Harmontown and now works for Game Grump, so he knows some famous people. Nice. Um, Wait, so it's the... The he's he wrote the movie. He did. I thought it was a. I haven't seen. It. I thought it was a documentary. Uh, it is actually a uh, scripted film. Oh, okay, interesting. Because yeah. I've seen some of those videos, so I thought like, <laughs> oh, so he was part of the he he was the director of the program at Stanford. He, no, yeah, no, it's a scripted yeah. film based <laughs> oh, yeah. on the, based on the experiment. So apparently, this guy part of the reason Chris reached out to him is because he got him. He was on Harmon Town one time. And Dan Harmon did not watch his movie and was very drunk during the interview. And Chris felt <laughs> so bad about it. He was like, let's give him a, another shot at this. <laughs> that sounds like Dan Harmon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As for me, listeners, I think I'll just reiterate the things we've been plugging the last few episodes, which is register your ass to vote and yep. like your body. Uh, that's coming up. Donate blood. Uh, give to bail funds and some of the charities we've been talking about because <laughs> general steps to make the world less of like a horrific health. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Yeah. Wear a mask. Wear, yeah. That's yeah. Wear, cover your goddamn face. Do the yeah. dude, do some distances. <laughs> yeah. Just... Don't go out unnecessarily uh, and excessively. <laughs> I am looking out my window right now at the apartment complex across the street from us and their pool is open and there's definitely people in it. Uh, there's people in the hot tub making soup. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Listen, we've already lost the fight, but maybe you can lose it a little bit less. Yeah, maybe you could <laughs> lose with some dignity. Anyway, God damn it. Um, judgment falls to me this episode. And I think it's a rare, it's a rare pleasure on this show to be deciding between two versions of history that are like, relatively not bummers <laughs> even though people <laughs> people did die so i i mean i don't what they no offense yeah yeah they died they went out the way they anyone would want to go out yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think i'm going to go with the alternate history because i like the idea of a reincarnated version of a novelty song from the mid 90s coming back to haunt us but i guarantee you still know the dance i am sure you still know the dance (laughs) i was i was doing it beneath the beneath the sight line of the camera (laughs) when it first came up we talked about kids today do kids today know the macarena Oh God! I, I let me. Or is him. it? Is it a? You're a. You know, you're a '90s kid. If situation. Oh, let's do it on TikTok. They love the dances. We can provide. <laughs> if they don't know, we put on a TikTok video, and they'll know. Uh-huh. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm asking like a young person I know. Um, <laughs> Ryan's gone to a locked door in the back of his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> oh no i'm just putting on a wig and speaking in a high voice <laughs> it's a real uh fucking oh, i was i was implying you had kidnapped a child <laughs> yeah no i know <laughs> which i was i was trying to steer away from <laughs> brian's like hey as long as i have extra room in my apartment <laughs> then I, would, 
I can use, yeah, I'm about it. <laughs> no, nope, nope. Um, <laughs> we we got you. <laughs> Put your ass on blast. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. People who've been to my apartment know there's not a lot of extra room anyway. That hidden door with all the children's coughs coming from behind. <laughs> What's behind that bookshelf from over there, Brian? <laughs> oh no, no, no. That's just that's just my textile mill. Um <laughs> God. Anyway. Um th- that'll do it for this episode. Lizard's voting is now open on Patreon. Uh and be sure to check out our Instagram story. Uh, for the final round of voting, which should be up next Wednesday after you're hearing this. But, boys, it's good to see you, boys. You too. I, m- I miss everybody a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, me me thank too. Um, thank, you, thank you both for, for doing the show. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, putting your butts in the seats. Uh, but for everyone here at The Revisionists, I'm Brian Flynn. Not knowing how to end this after 114 tries. Uh, I'm Zach Powers. (laughs) I'm Steve. That's Steve. Have a good time. That's Steve-Z boy. Steve. (laughs) Steve. July 11th, 1801, astronomer Jean-Louis Poux uh, discovers his first comet of 36, more than anyone in history, because everyone else was too busy fucking. Okay, that's real. I hate that. <laughs> uh, I'll do two more. July 11th, 1804, Aaron Burr mortally wounds Alexander Hamilton, leading to three more sad songs than Curtain Call. All right. July 11th, 1960. To Kill a Mockingbird is first published to near-universal acclaim, except from critics who are hoping for instructions for getting revenge on some asshole bird. <laughs> all right, that's okay. all I got. I got three. Let me see, Let me see what, I can, what I can do here. <laughs> July 11th, 1804. A duel occurs in which Vice President Aaron Burr mortally wounds former Secretary of the Treasury, Alexander Hamilton. The duel's declared winner was somehow the Disney Corporation. july 11th 1921 former president of the u.s william howard taft is sworn in as the 10th chief justice of the u.s supreme court becoming the only person to ever hold both offices though it is possible they quote needed two offices to hold him as noted by contemporary comedian gallagher senior (laughs) senior And July 11th, 1960, To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee is first published. Reviews at the time seemed to agree that they remembered it being pretty good when they somehow already read it in the ninth grade. (laughs) 